Hey kids, it's your buddy Peter. It is April 27th at around 5.20 in the afternoon, and we're putting the finishing touches on episode 82 of Scotch and Good Conversation. This time we interview Brian from the Orlando-based blog Gent Life, which is a just like a gentleman's blog about fashion and everything that goes along with being a man and being a guy. And he came in, he hung out, and uh, we talked music, we talked being a gentleman, we talked the boogeyman, we talked Pinterest, we talked U2 and Irish bars, uh, just about any, everything else. We, we talked for like an hour and 20 minutes and we could have went on for another two hours probably. He's a good dude. Make sure you, you check out Jet Life. There'll be links in the show notes, of course. And speaking of links, uh, Red Light, Red Light, go there, uh, hang out and tell them we sent you and Bama Pama Vintage. Uh, Use the discount code SCOTCH if you're buying online, and they will be at the Audubon Park Community Market this coming Monday in the parking lot of Stardust. Go in the booth and tell them that we sent you. You guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. As always, I love you very much. It means the world to me that anybody listens to this little thing. So uh, uh, thanks a lot. You guys have a great weekend. I love you. Peace. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for checking out episode 82 of Scotch Good Conversation. I am your host, Peter, and we're uh, like a weekly hangouty, interviewee excuse to do some afternoon day drinking podcast get together type thing. Here's what we do uh, we find interesting folk, we bribe them with liquor to come in our place, we turn off our cell phones, we turn off the computer, and we go old school. We talk. We hang out, we pitch each other topics, we bounce on for, bounce back and forth with each other. Hopefully it becomes something interesting. If you like it, if you dig it, if you think it's something you want to listen to, you can go to scotchinggoodconversation.com, listen to all our past episodes. Of course we're on iTunes. If you really dig it, if you want to get involved, give us a call. 407-965-5557. That's 407-965-35 and a seven. If the phone's not your thing, you can email us at Big Breath, Scotch and Good Conversation at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. We got a Facebook group where you can get involved and leave us messages and talk to other people who are into the podcast. It's, a, it's called Scotch and Good Conversationist. And we've got a sponsor, Red Light, Red Light Beer Parlor. Here's the facts. Best damn beer bar possibly in the world, definitely in the United States, and definitely in Florida. 300 different bottles and cans of just craft goodness, yummy, independently brewed, wonderful, delicious craft beer. 26 beers on tap, rotating all the time. They brew in-house. They're locally owned. They're owned by people who live and breathe Orlando. They've won countless awards. They're open seven days a week, happy hour from five to seven. 
that they know what they're doing in beer that you can walk in there if you're not a craft beer person and say i like this kind of beer and they're going to go here try a little of this and try a little of that and they'll find you just the, the beer you're looking for they are located at 2810 kareem drive in beautiful audubon park when you go in the red light i tell that's no good it's paper when you go in the red light tell them that you heard about them oh, look. podcasting 101 turn your phone off <laughs> dig it, dig it, Liz. Eric B. and Rakim. We'll just let it flow. This is a journey into old school. I know, right? Okay, that's it. Turn them off. Um, when you go in the red light, tell them that the guy who's really bad at podcasting on Scouts and Good Conversation sent you. We've got a guest, uh, Brian. That's What's your right. last name? My real last name is McAleer, okay. but uh, a lot of friends call me B Mac or B- Mac. Okay, yeah, I, Mac. I, I didn't know if you wanted that out there, so I figured I'd just throw uh, it, throw it to you. I don't have that many secrets to hide. <laughs> well, well, thank you for coming in. Of uh, we, we've never met, and uh, you you battled the evil, vicious monster that is my dog, and now she's at your side and you're petting her, and, and she seems to enjoy you. So uh, yeah, well, she any dog likes a good scratch behind the ear. Uh, me too. <laughs> you, you, you've uh, you, you passed the first test you meet my wife and she likes you then everything's cool <laughs> all right good. But, but so far you seem like one check spot one check box done all right uh have you listened yes you said you did good thank you thank you for listening so you know what we're going to do these are three things that i know about you real quick we dive right into it uh the first thing i know about you is you're part of a, a blog a gentleman's blog if you will we are yes yeah, so what is that we're, we're a group actually okay uh where should i begin should i go back into time it's, it's, or, it's, it's uh, just you it's, it's your story dude well Take the ball run uh uh, so I, I work in the music business. Mm-hmm. Um, Dream and job for me. Yeah. I, I suppose it's all about perspective. I know. Well, it probably um, seems real cool from the outside. No, and it is. Yeah. I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't make it out to be that it's not. Uh, I could be working as a you know a, a clerk somewhere, could be digging or, ditches, or, or working you know on a government uh, municipal uh, salary somewhere. Yeah. Not to take anything away from the government. Anyway. No, no, no. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, my friend, who is a record rep for Def Jam, who is actually the founder of Gent Life, uh, Scott. Scott was the one that came up with this idea a number of years ago because he just felt like, you know what, we're out and about in all these places, beautiful places, beautiful bars, uh, you know, uh, beautiful restaurants, beautiful hotels, all for events. Uh, he happens to have a lot of love for history vintage fashion um and there's a place for all these things to come together in some kind of photo blog and he started a facebook page and you know he did it for about a year or so and i never really you know i i i I got what he was going for he was basically trying to capture you know hey i'm lucky i get to be in all these cool spots i'm I'm staying at great hotels i'm going to dinners in fabulous places that you know one could dream about eating at yeah. um on somebody else's dime often this sounds great you're yeah, right yeah it's i'm wonder. selling it uh it, yeah it's we're winning <laughs> so how do i get involved <laughs> <laughs> well we'll get into that okay. um he uh 
he at that point encouraged he started this page called gent life on facebook and you know and we were we would all just kind of contribute posts of cool places we were at and i i got what he was going for he was trying to showcase you know his love for history and his love for quality things uh from a historic perspective uh, that a contemporary gentleman should embrace. I'm, I'm hip. I get it. Yeah, yeah. So in that process, uh, you know, about a year plus later, I finally, you know, it just hit me. I'm like, wow, he's got a great idea. We really need to, you know, I, I want to dive in and help him. Make this a, an actual thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we started putting a lot of time into Instagram and fi- crafting the best posts and, and mixing our love of of history and our mix, uh, our love of fashion and our love of lifestyle, the style and design and restaurants. And yeah, yeah. So uh, then comes Gent Life, and you know the, it's three of us. We are uh, Scott, myself, and uh, actually my girlfriend Yadia, who you know her her addition is she has she is a millennial okay and you know two guys in their upper 30s early 40s needed <laughs> we needed to re- you're not in your upper 30s get the I fuck out of am. here no, i am you're not 38 in august oh, goodness gracious you yeah. hold it you 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 wear it well yeah you're you're, you're living life right apparently. i guess good irish catholic genes doing sit-ups or something <laughs> yeah couple um but uh, you know, we you know, once I kind of embraced it, my girlfriend inadvertently embraced it too because I was spending time on it, and she has a lot to add in terms of. She works for an ad agency actually here in town in Orlando uh, that works on national business called Wataga Group. Mm-hmm. And uh, they work with some of the biggest brands across the country. You know, it could be uh, the Waldorf Astoria. It could be a Home Depot or T-Mobile. Um, and she helps them place their, their advertising might in the right place. Uh, So when you combine her efforts from a millennial background who actually embraces social media today, like people, you know, in our age world are still embracing slowly, um, we we have a good fit. So it's, you know, it's a vision that we're kind of combining all our skills together. It's also really good to have a a girl's eye involved in something sometimes. (laughs) It is. I mean, I, I, I I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, I... 99% 99% of the time I walk out of the house I ask my wife is this okay <laughs> because she's she's a girl she knows better than I do she's yeah. smarter than I am yeah and I mean it brings something to the mix too you know yeah. even if it's just a teeny little feminine touch it's it's, it's of course an accessory absolutely or, or, a, or yeah. some kind of popping feature yep. well she um she and I do that for each other, actually, at this, <laughs> at this point. Um, my wife won't let me help her dress. It'll, yeah, it'll well, be just boost the A's it's, it's lopsided. She yeah. helps me more than I help her. But uh, at any rate, you know, you can. One that's one interesting fact about the three of us is every one of us have a member of our family that, you know, we identify with who was part of what they deem America's greatest generation and I'm sure we all have a family member of that time period but when you really embrace their contributions uh, to society you know in that time period it's it's just a different thing than what we know today I mean everything stops when there is a current running through the world and conquering uh, you know 
time, space, people, um, and something needs to step up to change it. And an entire country embraces that change. I mean, we look at uh, America today, and you have <laughs> polarization that's crazy. Yeah, we couldn't, we're not embracing change well. But, you know, in defense yeah. of today, that time also had its polarization. But when all of a sudden a, a country flat out overnight bombs one of your naval bases in Hawaii, all yeah. of a sudden the entire country's decided that they have they are all geared towards one thing so we have just this connection between the three of us that each one of our uh we have a uh, great uncles we have grandparents who all served uh super the, cool for the u.s Good and the marines and yeah, the navy but i think that they not only bring a mindset but they also bring uh, a lifestyle from a day and age that you know we have a connection to and you can talk about contemporary fashion and and contemporary parties and contemporary lifestyle but in in our estimation you can't do that without embracing the past the past absolutely so that's one thing that we think that a lot of gentlemen blogs today miss they miss the fact that a lot of these styles that come out today you know in terms of dress or the drink that you might order or the food or how you prepare something or what hotel you stay at we we like to embrace a piece of the past if we can. Um, and granted, there are phenomenal drinks, uh, you know, uh, aspects of fashion and uh, and business that that aren't necessarily based a hundred percent on the past. And I you know, and we don't alienate those, but we do like to showcase things that especially come from that generation because we're all uh, you know we have a divine connection to it based on the past with an eye to the future mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes so Wait, combining, I'm sorry I read that someplace I didn't make uh, that up yeah. can, can, you didn't make that up no come on. <laughs> take can credit you listen now to the again. podcast no. take, take credit now and again no can't do it uh, we we really we do we do exactly that we, we like to take things of today and take things of yesterday and combine them together well, where, where can the kids find gent life uh, gent life <laughs> gentlemen gent, gent life <laughs> I think I said jet life at some point jet which life. is an entirely different thing yeah. well that's that's part of gent life I know um, right so you can find us uh, on pretty much any social media platform Instagram at gent.life you can find us on Twitter at gent life tweets you can find us on Facebook at Gent Life. You can find us at gent-life.com for real in-depth stories on you know, what we're wearing, where we're visiting, um, things that you might want to embrace yourself Good as an you. aspiring gentleman. Uh, and then we also have a Pinterest. So Is that uh, a thing still? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, I, yeah. I, I know uh, my sponsor, Bama Pama, has one, but I've... I've Peter, uh, i got to recommend you have to embrace it. Pin- Unfortunately, Pinterest. as much as people like you I'm almost I 50. I, I, really, I really feel like maybe Pinterest might not... I might have missed the boat on, on Pinterest. You can never miss the boat. I barely have an Instagram. I don't understand Twitter or Facebook pisses me off. Pinterest, Pinterest is the thing. I mean, it's just, you know, if you have a product in this day and age in business and you want to grow it and, and you want to try to ignore social media, you're... you're you're adding cinder blocks. Scotch and good conversation. Pinterest. It doesn't sound like it. it I'll, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm you doing it. You know what? You might, one might think the same about Gent Life uh, until you realize the possibilities and how you can create different pin boards for different things like 
places to visit, ways to tie your tie, hairstyles, food you might want to embrace, what to order. Okay, you turn around on Pinterest. I, I I haven't visited in a couple years. It's a great place to convert. Yeah, it's I, you turn me around on this. So I, I will put uh, all the links on it, and I really do advise you go there because I think that the, how you came to my attention is I heard heard your name someplace on the podcast, and then I looked you up, and your Instagram rolls. It's beautiful. It's fun. It's right up my alley, and I'm not even super genty guy. I'm kind of more like 70s dirty disco kind of. Now there is a piece of that that is encompassed in gen life. I no, I, 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 I get it. We, no, we yeah. buy a lot of vintage clothing actually and, uh, and and wear it and feature it from a number of vintage it's shops. Because it rules. It does. Yeah. It does. We're bringing the past back and, and maybe combine the past with a little bit of today. Yeah, is, something new, something old, tied you know all what? together with a bow. There's nothing Done. better than actually I mean, what better place to bring this up than in a, in a casual environment with drinks and a conversation with people you don't know outside of saying, hey, I love your shirt. Actually, this shirt has a story, uh-huh. you know, and yeah. that, that changes everything because now my shirt's from 1972 and my shirt was bought in this place and this this brand produced it back. You know, that makes it more interesting than, yeah, it was on a on a pile of shirts at H&M. H&M, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I'm ma- not, made in a sweat box exactly. by and, someone not paying enough money. And we'll probably not make it for another year, uh, whereas you're probably wearing a 70s vintage shirt now I am wearing a 70s legitimately shirt. 50 years old at so this point. Uh, yep. Just like me. Uh, thing number two I know about you, and, and you were kind enough to supply this information. Uh, you are the VP of branding at iHeartMedia. True. Yep, right here in Orlando. Okay. Uh, number two, you're a New Yorker originally who lived in five or six major cities. Hit, name them, please, quick. New York, Boston, Cleveland, Nashville, Miami, and right here in Orlando. Really? All right. Boston, Sorry. I like. New York scares me. I, it, <laughs> That's my hometown. I, I really feel like I, I could, like, I just... I would need to be rich to be there, and I would never sleep. You know what? That's uh, that's a new um, epiphany for me. Is somewhere in the, I left New York as a full time resident in two thousand three, I believe, mm-hmm. and with the intention of returning okay. stronger, more powerful. True. Go back, attack the big apple. Exactly, and <laughs> now I have. You know what? That's a that's a battle I don't need to I don't need to be in. I, I was in it through high school and junior high school. The pace of it is definitely a little bit more intense, and I think that actually prepared me for everything I face today. But the but the fact of the matter is, you can't you can't you can't argue with the fact that hey, you know what? There's no state income tax in Florida. I. I I, I, or Tennessee. Obviously, if I won the lottery, like if I won the Powerball, here, here's the thing. I, I was just in Chicago the, like this weekend, and I fucking love Chicago all of a sudden. I, I, I could never live there during the winter. Just it's It was cold last weekend, and when we're recording this, what was it? It's uh, April 14th. So four days ago, it was bitterly cold. It was supposed to snow. That's too cold. I've been in Florida too fucking long. <laughs> um, that being said, I, I feel like if I won the Powerball, I would keep this house and add 19 stories to it with elevators and dumb waiters and uh, like uh, way uh, um, servant staff uh, quarters and stuff. And this would be my home base. I'd have a place in, in New York. Chicago, San Francisco, Tokyo, and Paris. Oh, you and I think very much alike. Yes. So I've already had this thought. 
I think I would skip New York. Okay. Well, because it's an unnecessary expense. Yeah. Like, I can go and stay with family or friends. Or, if I'm a Powerball winner, I'm going to just go get the very best hotel room, stay at all of them whenever I go, pay a couple of thousand dollars, what, maybe bi-monthly? <laughs> and that's still way, way less money than you would pay if you had a mortgage and had to pay property tax. I guess. I, I, so There's uh, something to be said about being Mick Jagger and parking at the Wardorf Astoria and just kind of ordering so room service every single night. go ahead and rent a car and park in that <laughs> spot. <laughs> or drive your car from Florida. I, I, I just feel, or have a car in New York where you don't have to pay a tax. Uh, I, I don't we we are we have thought about exactly the same thing and uh, my vote would be continue living where I live right now have Orlando. my place in Little Winter Park yeah. a little, little hideaway and then I would have a place in Nashville because my god I've never yeah. been is it cool I mean it's hip. Peter it's, Peter, it's, yeah. Peter you haven't you haven't visited enough cities if you haven't gotten to Nashville because the, the place map. expands constantly there's a thumbtack in it we're going there okay, at some good. point well maybe raise it in the priority okay. level because this place uh, if if you you're a musician no I'm not you love music I like music a lot I mean it's very clear if, yeah, if, if it, you've ever been in the room in the, the studio great conversation then you know <laughs> that music might be a fan is clearly at the uh, 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 it, it is the pulse be, between Peter, that and all the pornography Peter. hanging all over the place <laughs> it, it, it's it's really just music and boobies in here so exactly maybe you should maybe the other city you pick is Paris well, Paris is my number one place that's that's absolutely where I would live uh, but yes Highly and and Peter, one last thing on Nashville. Yeah. When you do make your trip, please contact me and I'll help you and ensure that I, you have all the right spots. Absolutely, so I know exactly what you need to we, see. We we will hit you up for recommendations of phenomenal restaurants and bars. Food. And, yeah, phenomenal food. Uh, the, the the third thing that you supplied me with is you're a former uh, college hockey player. You don't look like a hockey player. Please take that. And you, you have all your teeth. <laughs> you have no stitches. Your Actually, hair is that's not quality. true. All those things are not true. Okay, okay the, the truth Did is, you lose your teeth to hockey. I did. Cool. So these two front teeth that you're looking at are fake. Punk rock. And there is cuts and bruises on me everywhere. They're just nicely hidden. A couple of them aren't that I never bothered to get stitched properly. This, God, you, you, you're, you're punk as fuck. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll get to music. Okay. Uh, and then that lifestyle. Um, but yeah, no, you're, you're right about the size and strength thing. That was definitely uh, that that was definitely an obstacle for me, and that's yeah. why I'm not current. That, that's why you and I are sitting here. It's and probably I'm not, best. I'm not in the playoffs right now. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, I wasn't I wasn't a big enough player. I wasn't good enough to be the size I am. Um, When's the last time you played hockey? February of 26. No, I'm sorry, February of 2017. Oh, so a couple months ago. Yeah. I got a buddy who plays at the RDV, like, on a regular basis. I, so, a quick funny story. It's I went back to New York for uh, Christmas. I oh. usually do every year to spend some time with the Sounds family. Sounds lovely. Okay. And uh, it, it was the 50th year of my high school's uh, program in hockey. Okay, So, they weird. were reaching out to everywhere to try to find all these guys that mm -hmm. have played in this organization. That It's a... It's a it's a it's an it's a prestigious hockey high school in high school. in New York. Yes, uh, and they were putting an alumni game together. So I brought all of my gear back to New York, played in the game, and I met up with an old teammate of mine who got into a conversation, and he is now working for. 
I want to say the Nassau County Police Department, which is on Long Island, New York. And he oh, said, tough man, tough guy. Exactly. Yeah. And he said, hey, we're going to be in a tournament, a police fire tournament in uh, February in Orlando. Would you jump on our team as a ringer? The irony of this is the Nassau County Police Department gave me so many tickets in high school. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, for being a new driver, you know. Uh, so I end up going and saying, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll play in that. That'd be fun. Ben, and, and he says, cool, the games are on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, in the middle of the week, in all random times during the day. And here I am working for a major corporation yeah. that happens to be, thankfully, right down the block from RDV. So... I had to pull a lot of like, hey, I gotta go get something out of the trunk of my car real quick, <laughs> and not sweaty, and come bloody. back in two and a half hours yeah. exactly. Uh, but actually, we made it to the finals of the tournament. But that was the last time I skated. That's uh, it's the hockey. I, when uh, the Solar Bears used to be in town, move that mic just a hair towards your face. When the Solar Bears used to be in town, we used to go see uh, the Solar Bears play. I don't know if you remember that. You, they, it was a couple years here, and it was uh. Orlando's uh, hockey team and, it, and we would get free tickets because we worked at Kinko's so I, I would always go well these tickets would cost me 20 bucks so I can drink $20 worth of beer for free it's like finding $20 and I would normally spend $20 in beer so I could drink $40 worth of beer and come out exactly even so that way to look at yeah, it that's how I, I, I look at hockey and if you're drinking a lot of beer at a hockey game it's Perfect. You're right, and I noticed that in the fridge when you were serving me earlier, you had a Labatt Blue in there. Do you know... That connects with hockey players. Uh, well, that connects with a, a good friend of mine who's from Canada, and he gave it to me three years ago and told me this is Canada's Budweiser. It is. Yeah, and I, I think he gave me two. He gave me, uh, what was it? He said Labatt's and Molson. Mm. Is that a Canadian thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I had one of each. And I, I was like, okay, that's just going to stay down there. That, that's the, the beer wasteland down in so that bottom drawer. There's a time and a place. I guess. I, I'll drink a Bud Lowizer. I mean, let's be honest. In if, a pinch. You're, you know, you're playing men's league hockey these I, I days. I would never do that. You're, you're yeah. not walking out of the game and sharing a bunch of really nice craft brews <laughs> with your men's player. You know, I should. You're I, cracking Labatt Blues I, and Molson. How's it going, eh? Exactly. Um, uh, former hawker. And this is the third thing. And actually, I, I kind of snooped around a little bit. Uh, you saw U2 play in Dublin uh, <laughs> perform October for the first time since 1989. That's probably one of my like one of my dreams. I, I had, had you went to Dublin. You saw U2 and October that keyboard. It was just the edge playing oh, on the piano. God, it kills me, dude. You're, you're killing the me. Other, the other two disappeared for a minute. Yeah. In October, if I'm not mistaken, just kind of dissipated and became Bullet the Blue Sky. Yeah, I see. In that video, it does. I think... I'm humming it in my head. It Does it? No, it doesn't. I think I, I, I had a, a concert video where it morphed into uh, New Year's Day. The, the, you know, the keyboard at the beginning. Dun, 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 dun. So I, I always equate it with it New Year's Day. starts with the bass. Yeah. Uh, I... Uh, yeah, you you saw you two in Dublin, you rat bastard. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you more jealous. Oh fuck me! Yeah. Uh, so that experience um, was a bucket list that had been on my list for five, six, seven years. Never just show it off. But I didn't have the means to pull it off. Okay. And I just kept it in the back of my mind, like I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna save my money. I'm gonna buy the flight. And actually, if you fly out of 
Orlando and you go to Gatwick, you can get a great deal on Virgin Atlantic. It's on my list. We're so go. so try that and then take a little puddle jumper from from London over Scary. to Dublin. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we built our uh, a friend of mine, actually the, the co-founder who is really the founder of Gen yeah. Life, Scott and I flew out to Dublin and um, are you familiar with Fiddler's Green? Yeah, yeah. I so the owner might have drank of too Fid- much there at some point. <laughs> no <Yeah>. way. <laughs> <laughs> so the owner of Fiddler's Green, Donal, he he's a friend, and we said, "Hey, we're going to go to Dublin. Uh, we're going to go and see, you know, around." And he said, "Cool, I'll meet you there." Cool guy thing to say. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He had a few friends he needed to connect with anyway. So he met us there, gave, toured us around a little bit. We met him for a couple of uh, cool Irish pints and a couple of cool Irish bars and uh, did a little bit of shopping, of course. Saw yeah, yeah. some sites, of course, went to the Guinness factory, which was incredible. Yeah. Um, and finalized it building the entire trip around you two that changed traveling internationally for me because at that point i realized i'm never going to travel internationally again if i can't build it around some music epic music show so we are my girlfriend uh and uh, another part of gent life yadi and i are going to we're going to go to london and paris and get some you know obviously do some gent life content there but we are it off cool and it will all it will all end in London at a Depeche Mode concert oh, and fucking killing me again. Wembley Stadium. Yeah. I just saw Dinosaur Jr. recently. That was really cool. Um, I'd like to see the Smoking Popes again. That's uh, I've seen them a number of times. That's really fun. Pretty much every band that I want to see that's still around some of the original members are dead so it doesn't it doesn't count it's tough yeah, with yeah. Those. And, and and that's why you got to see the ones when you can but there are some where the original members all of them aren't there for a particular reason like one of them's dead yeah um and I would say, here's a good example, the Heartbreakers. Okay. Yeah. It's not the original members necessarily. It's many of them. You're talking about Johnny Thunders and... and well, like if... Or if, Tom if, Petty. Yeah, Tom Petty. Okay, not Johnny Thunders. So if okay. you're watching Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, it's not the original yeah, drummer. Yeah. It is an additional uh, accessory player. Um so there are a few members that are not necessarily but that that membership has changed over the years and actually come back to the base and had the you know some original originals cool. yeah uh and i never felt uh and, and this is kind of one of the things i wanted to get to about uh, you know going to these moments and deciding am i going to sit here and film this or am i going to suck am i going to soak this in yeah and i think that there have been moments when i've been at a great show where i've been nearly hiding tears because I finally got there. I finally got to the one that I wanted to, you know. And it happened recently to me. Yeah, I would say in Dublin it happened to me yeah. in two or three very particular instances, but it, it happens a lot. It was I the see. cure last October in, in Atlanta. That was pretty much the end of my list. Yadi and I saw them in New York. Scott was supposed to be there. He had, he had a damn tooth. To hang out with you more. Uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do uh, three things now. Uh, Fire away. We, we've talked for a while ready top three things top three bands or singer songwriters right now quick go no pressure uh you mean that are just coming just out right or now are no, out? just right now whatever is off the top of your head it can be older it can be whatever you want it's your it's your world dude 
I mean, if we're encompassing everybody who's alive today, then Paul McCartney still has to sit at the top of that list. Okay, good, solid. How could he He's not? He's a beetle. He's a beetle. Yeah. I mean, for one, and he wrote 70, 60% of the material. <laughs> I know, yeah. Uh, plays every instrument. That's inarguable. Seems like um, a decent dude. Seems like a decent dude. Yeah. You know what's incredibly hard for uh, pop bands is to stay relevant uh, over many, 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 many years. And he's pulled it off. And he's pulled it off. And I can't give our friend Bono and you two any less credit. They managed to write many Grammy award-winning albums all the way into the 2000s from a, from a band that really started in 79-80. Are you going to go see them when uh, they play Tampa for the uh, Joshua Tree? Uh, we might go to Tampa, but right now we are booked and have our tickets to see them in Toronto. Oh, man, you, you do need to. How, how do I become part of your club? Well, we'll talk after okay. this. Okay. Uh, I think you're already in. Okay, good. Cool. I'm, I'm the poor guy. <laughs> well, by the way, so, I mean... We, Paul McCartney Bono, go ahead. We're not, we're not, we're not millionaires. Uh, we, we, we have to find deals. And, <laughs> you know, uh, we hope You're flying gently also. We hope to be. Nice to know, yeah. At some point, I know. It, yeah. if you, you can't be a rock star, party like one. Uh, yeah. um, for my third artist... Man, I'm a classics guy, and uh, you know, here you are talking to a guy who runs a pop radio station and curates music for it with a number of other people, and uh, yet those those people, even Taylor Swift and Justin Timberlake. Although I'll give Justin Timberlake some credit, also seems like a decent guy. He does. Yeah. He writes good comedy. He writes yeah. good music. Yeah. He's involved in a lot of things. Dance he has his ass off. He doesn't done anything to make boy. us pissed at him yet. I feel like he could be Jet Life. I agree. Yeah. Um, I, I'm gonna. I'm going to give my third spot to Justin Timberlake on that note. And it's not just about his music. And I think anybody listening to you who to, to this podcast You're who knows catch me a lot of flack for this, is going to yeah. give me a lot of shit. Yeah. But the fact of the matter there is... There are no wrong answers. Tell me a guy that they want on Saturday Night Live all the time, not because he's hot or not because he has good songs, but because he's also legitimately funny and he's good at spur-of-the-moment things. Uh, he is a collaborative writer. He's interested in opportunities. He does a lot for his communities. And you haven't found a lot of reasons for you to be pissed off with his character. I oh, know. No scandals. Right. Yeah. I think Justin Timberlake, because everybody always asks, especially in the music industry today, who's going to be the new Paul McCartney? Who's going to be the new Madonna? Who's going to be the new, uh, you know, uh, Diana Ross? And that's an unfair question, but... To find somebody that can go across so many platforms and maintain such a positive identity oh, right. and write great, you know, timeless things, whether or not you own an InSync or Justin Timberlake album is not the point. The point is, will he be able to have a resume that's similar to Bono or Paul one day? Yeah. And I think he doesn't yet, but he's on his way. All right, good. 
Justin, if you're listening, come be on the podcast. <laughs> and, and Justin, Justin, you also owe it to me. I just put you on a list with Paul and Bono. Well, there we go. So he, he owes <laughs> us both. Uh, top three books. You seem like a reader. You read? You read? Mm-hmm. You're a reader. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. We don't get a lot of them for some reason. I don't know why. No, I think it's a lost art. Okay. Well, read. What books? Quick. What book I'm reading right now, uh, if I could tell you the name of the uh, author, I would, but I can't remember it. It's um, What They Don't Teach You in Harvard Business School. Okay. It's basically a book on management and how to like talk to people. Is that fun? It sounds horrible. No, it's really interesting okay. because it, it talks about how this guy got done deals done at, at, at a very high level um, with massive people who have massive influence or massive amounts of money who lose who you know and, and, and dealing with influencers like a Bono or a Justin Timberlake or a Paul McCartney, Peter von Taborski. Yeah. <laughs> One day, okay, now, One day, very soon, I know, right, very soon. To pass my dog. So that's that one, true. That two was more. One. So I'll put that one on the list. Um, books that I love off the top of my head, and I, I, I can't make them all business oriented. So I'm going to pick uh, John Lennon. I think it's just called Lennon. Lennon, yeah. And it's written by uh, Goldman. Is that his name? Norman Philip Norman. Okay, yeah. Um, phenomenal book. If you're a Beatles fan and you've sided with whoever your beetle is yeah you're a john or a john or a paul guy generally speaking yes or if you really want to be out there you're a georgian maybe you might find a handful of ringos but handful of ringos is a good name for a record great call i I interrupted um it it really helps you understand It, it, it helped me understand john's how great John was and why he went through all the things he did. So that would be on that list. Um, I would also put on the list. Um, I read a book recently uh, while we were talking about history earlier, uh, a World War II book um, by uh, Eugene Sledge, who fought in uh, Peleliu and Okinawa in World War II. He wrote a book called uh, With the Old Breed. Oh, that sounds interesting. Uh, it's ri- it's riveting. Yeah. It's riveting. Um, I, I recommend that for anybody who's interested in that kind of time period and, and just this pure savage of well, what? It's fun that you called it the great generation earlier, and it really yeah. was because I, I don't think most of the people from my generation would step up and do. Well, thankfully, Peter, you and I have not had anything happen in the world to that level that has required people to make that kind of decision or for there to be a draft. So, yeah, well. And we should continue to hope that that doesn't happen. It's crossed. Uh, top three films, movies, quick, go. No pressure. Top three films of all time? Uh, uh, you're in your world, there, there are no okay, wrong answers. Some people are surprised when I say this, but number one, Jaws. Okay. No, that's that's, love that's the writing. solid, Jaws. solid. We I need a bigger love. boat. We need a bigger We're boat. We're going to need a bigger I think we're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah. Man, to go beyond, I feel like I'm just pulling off a limb here, but uh, I'm going to hate myself for this later. Oh, well, I'll put Forrest Gump on the list. Okay, solid. Big movie, obviously. What kills me on that is the soundtrack is incredible. Yeah, um, it's a good film. It really captured, you know, the chronological order of the 50s and 60s in Southern America, I thought. Um, what else? Third on the list... Um, a movie that I can't seem to live without, and man, I 
is it okay if it be a series instead of a, a fuck no no I'm just kidding <laughs> we have no rules there are no rules uh, we we have recently watched both of the uh, Steven Spielberg Tom Hanks HBO film uh, series on a, uh, uh, regarding World War II which was one was Band of Brothers which everybody knows is that good it's great yeah have you watched it? No, I would never watch that. Come on, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, I, I don't know that my wife could sit through that. It would have to be like me home on the weekend, well, kind you know, of, and I'd have to have to, HBO. Occasionally, she needs to go out to do listen lady to the things. man. Sure, yeah, that's when you put it on, woman. Uh, exactly. I'm going to watch this. <laughs> so I would say that she'd hit me. Follow that up Cry. with uh, the Pacific. So after Band of Brothers came out, all the ones who fought in the Pacific were like, "Hey, we did a big thing. Why didn't that get Look any?" Look at me. Exactly, yeah. and uh, right. right so I thought the Pacific was great. Okay, cool. No, that, those those were solid. Um, you were assigned a task to come at me three questions. Three questions. This is the point where you uh, you having fun. You have you. Okay? I, I I don't feel like we've even scratched the surface. So we're yeah. going to need to do this I again. Got, someday. I got, got plenty of digital roam on my computer. Uh, and you, the fridge is full. Not kind of. Uh, uh, three questions. This is the point where you ask me the first of your three, please, young man. Thank you. Okay. All right. So question number one. Uh, and, and you said not to make it about the podcast, but we can't ignore the fact that you have a podcast. So if you had... I do. Access... Yes. ...to one of any U.S. presidents that could have an interview, and you could have them in this room, and it, they could be alive or dead, who would you want to have on your podcast? Jimmy Carter. Interesting. I thought about that. Why? Um, he just seems like a really nice man. He kind of got screwed. Uh when the Reagans I don't know I don't don't know a whole lot about history uh, but I know when the Reagans came in they, they kind of took credit for the uh, the hostage situation that was going on every president does that he uh, he builds houses for the pu- for the poor uh, he was he a peanut farmer he had a crazy brother who brewed beer he was beer. an engineer yeah uh, he, he just seems like a devout nice kind man I agree he got a raw deal yeah and, and he was easy to make fun of because he was just so fucking nice and, and jolly know, and when I was coming up with these questions yeah. for you I thought to myself what would I answer if I answered and it had to be a sitting alive US president I would have picked Jimmy Carter just because oh, us. you're going back in time far enough to touch some things that and nobody else could talk about yeah if, if I was going to go dead which I didn't know they were I just card off the top of my head Kennedy would be fun too because because that dude I mean talk about gentle talk about let's say talking about like just dressing cool and he being was, cool he transitioned the world into a contemporary. And he slayed the women. Like, he just he is a horrible human being for cheating on his wife. But he, yes. if you're going to cheat, Marilyn's not, oh, a, not a bad way to go. On top of that, yeah. I want to switch out one of my books. Okay. Absolutely. Your listeners need to read this book. Somebody gave it to me, and it was phenomenal. It was called Mrs. Kennedy and Me, and it was written by Clint Hill, who was Mrs. Kennedy's... Uh, Secret Service detail. That's fun. And he wrote a book about just his experiences being with her for three years plus. Must be sad and wonderful and everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah, everything. All right, check that that out. I'll check out. Uh, I'm going to ask you some questions now. And we've lucked out. Normally, we don't get emails. I don't know why. I'm really, really good at podcasting. Second best podcast in Orlando, or so they tell me. And and, uh, uh, we've got two emails now. Mm. Go figure. This is from our email and. You can email us at scotchinggoodconversation at gmail.com. If you have a problem in your life, we can figure it out, or at least act like we know what's going on, or just random bullshit. Email us. Uh, This says, uh, 
greetings S A lowercase G capital C, which I appreciate because I don't know why I do that. I just think it's funny. It's cute. Uh, or, or, it's a cute. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I noticed that when we were we, we aim for cute when we were tweeting today. <laughs> um, uh, recently found your podcast on the Podcast Mafia Facebook group, and I'm definitely hooked. If uh, if you're on Facebook, go to Podcast Mafia. Google it or whatever the kids are doing. Go on Facebook and just type in Podcast Mafia. It's a local Facebook group, but there's national podcasts there, and it's a good place to find great local Orlando podcasts and national podcasts. Anyway, I, I, I keep I'm going to keep going. Um, uh, definitely feels uh, definitely hook. Kind of feels like I'm eavesdropping in a bar. Well, I guess that's what we shoot for. A uh, couple quick questions for you and for that's your a great guest. analogy. A uh, couple quick questions for you and your guest to ponder. Question number one. Do we think or do thoughts come to us? Man, I feel like this. I, I feel like I'm not worthy to answer a question I, like that. I don't. I, I, but I think, it's, I think the question is to both of us. So let's. Well, I'm not answering these. These are hard. <laughs> uh, do thoughts come to us, or do we think? Can it be a combination of both? I think it might be. I think. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think if if you were to start stabbing me right now, and I hope you don't, I would start thinking. Ah, fucking garage band. Hold on. If you were to start stabbing me right now, I, and I hope you don't, I, I think I would start thinking. But for the prior most, to me coming at you with a knife, or no, pretty much when I started, well, I'm a little drunk. So as you were like pretty much seventy five percent of the way over, I would I'd go shit. What the fuck is he well, doing? Yeah, he he's going to knock down that my seems, mic. This is going to mess up the podcast. I, I think it's a combination of both, don't you? Yeah. All right. Uh, question number two from this young lady: uh, What is one accomplishment that you're the most proud of? Uh, I. This is kind of a bullshit answer to that, but okay. I would say my my accomplishment that I'm most proud of is finding a challenge that I'm interested in pursuing and seeing it through. And that is an um, uh, is the correct word amalgamy of of challenges. Like I think so. Getting into college, that word graduating means, from college, yeah. uh, starting a business, uh, entering a corporation, climbing within that corporation, finding a, a good quality human being or many of them to companion, uh, to make companions, I think are, are all miniature challenges that made, you know, many challenges one big thing. And I would say that seeing through challenges and deciding just I wasn't going to fail at them. Wow, look at you all focused and shit. Yeah. Oh, it must be the beer. It's that IPA. <laughs> I guess. Um, and the third Damn thing. Damn you, red light, red light. The third thing is, uh, can you describe your life in five words according to your experiences? Oh, by the way, uh, me thing I'm most, cha uh, it's not nearly as deep as you. Two chicks at the same time. Oh, well, you got me beat on that I know, one. right? I roll. I had some good ones, too. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, I, yeah, but two chicks at the same time always beats it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it does. It's an ongoing theme. I just like telling people. It's why I started a podcast. <laughs> Jack <laughs> Kennedy would be proud. I know, right? Describe your life in in five words, uh, according to your experiences. Five words. You got five. Off the top of your head. Quick, go. All right. Perseverance. One. Endurance. Two. Speed. Three. Listening. Four. Genuineness. 
five. Okay, there, there are no wrong answers. Uh, uh, she closes with uh, tell Rosie to continue being a good girl. Rosie, good be girl. a good girl. She's sleeping right now. And have a drink for me. Uh, and this is from Donna. So so thanks for for uh, for writing in, Donna. That's just yeah, thanks, we're, Donna. We're doing really well with the, with the emails. And by that I mean I've done eighty podcasts and I've gotten two emails. If you're interested, if you want to email us, give us an email at scotchinggoodconversation at gmail dot com. And odds are, if it doesn't suck, we'll read it. If it does suck, I'll just make fun of you or not pay attention to it. Question number two for you. Uh, this is from me, and by from me, I mean I just stole it off the internet. What are some unwritten social rules everyone should know? I figured this would be up your alley because gent life and stuff. All right. One, read a room. Okay, good, solid. Okay, Always we're, we're, we're going limit, to limit this to three for time period. Two, uh, listen to people. That's hard. Listening it is really hard. It really is hard because there's a lot of distractions and you want to say what you want to think. But that's, that's one I have to struggle with on this and I've become a little better at it. I think if you listen to the beginning ones, I interrupt all the time. Now we interrupt just most of the time. Well, that's a good interview. You would. Yeah, well. I'm not get to the heart of something. Mike Douglas. Uh, third, I would say everybody says be yourself, and it seems cliche, but nope, I wholeheartedly believe it. Uh, you know, when you start taking on qualities around you all the time and it changes your character, which over time is a good thing, I think, but, you know, to lose sense of where you started, uh, I, I think that, uh, I think that's, that's a terrible thing. Uh, so I would say, you know, maintain your character. My mom and dad, above the toilet in my house growing up, where all the really classy poetry is, on a plaque <laughs> um, was this this long poem manifesto type thing. And whenever I was a really bad boy, between the, the age of four and the age of like, when, when could, they, could they not lock me in my room anymore? 14 when I'd start to sneak out the window or something, uh, they would have me grab the disgusting feces-covered thing off the wall in the bathroom. Now that I think about it, it's really gross. And read it. And uh, one of the lines was, uh, be yourself, but be your best self. Mm. I think, I don't mean to amend your thoughts, but... Try. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I actually obviously it stuck with me because I, 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 I just quoted it verbatim after. I think that's actually a more accurate way of saying what I tried to say. You know, I mean, you, you're yourself, but uh, being your best self is like you know holding yourself to a, holding your character to a standard. Okay, I like it. Um, question number three: What are some unhealthy things that society encourages us to do besides this podcast? laughed at my own joke cheesy society encourages us to in society encourages us to take shortcuts i think so but by nature we take the, the path of least resistance of course but that could mean many things it could mean should i go get the you know salad tonight that's probably going to be better for my immune system I or should pizza. i roll through and get that pizza yeah and you know obviously <laughs> Obviously, you and I see eye to eye uh, <laughs> on the pizza. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I think society has 
has taught us to take shortcuts whenever you can. And I don't necessarily, sometimes investing something in the long road is, uh, and taking the, the climb up the mountain is better than going around it. I agree. I, I, you, a lot of people who I communicate with, especially if I don't know them, when I'm going to have them on the podcast, they ask me, would, would you like the questions in advance? And I was like, no, I don't want that. I, I want... You I want, want live. Be, you I, want a moment. I, I want a moment. I want that. I, I want that, that, oh my God, he just asked me that. How the fuck am I going to, like... Right, with that's that. kind of what I was thinking when I got that question about, do we think? Well, that's, <laughs> or that's, do thoughts come to us? What's her name? Donna? Donna. Yeah, Donna. Thank Good you. Good question, Donna. Please, please write in more, Donna. Because, that was uh, one better for Socrates. Or start a podcast, because obviously I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, it's your point where you ask me your second question, please, sir. Young man, thank you. Okay. okay. So again, you told me not to ask about your business in general, but okay. I have to ask about your expertise. Okay. So one thing that's been interesting to me is that trends encompass vintage wear in different, like, you know, in, 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 in pulses. So uh, skinny ties come back. Skinny fitted, ties never left. Fitted suits came back versus boxy and shoulder pads. The 80s were horrible, yes. So Except for skinny ties. What, what, uh, what will be the next trend that we should be on the lookout oh, for? Oh, pants. Uh, um... Uh, I don't fucking know. Didn't you just say I was wearing a 70s shirt? Uh, no, no. I mean, what, if, what, if, what are people asking for? I've always been a thrift store guy. And, and uh, I, because it, w it was out of necessity, because my mom and dad, although they were perfect mom and, moms and dads, moms and mothers and fathers, uh, we, we never had a lot of money. So I, A, thrifted because it was cheaper and I could buy the things I wanted instead of Tufkins from Sears. Or, and B, I thought I was Ducky Dale for a hot minute during the 80s. So, uh, and then I realized that the clothing was, was cooler. Uh, as far as, I, I just, I think it's, it just goes back to the classics always. You know, a, a, a quality made tailored suit that, that's tailored to your body. And it's not hard to do. It's everybody thinks you. I understand. It's on a bucket list. I'd like to go to Savelle Row and dump twenty thousand dollars to get a suit. Love to do it. It's never going to happen unless I win the Powerball. Back uh, to that again. Yeah. I, well, I mean, it's it's a bucket list thing. <laughs> so, I. But you you can pick up a tailored made suit probably locally for fifteen hundred bucks easy. Probably less than that. I mean, I've never really checked because I, I know some people who sell vintage. Uh, that being said, you can shop online, get a, a better suit. You can get a classic 1960s madman suit made by a proper tailor or made by someone who cared, who had their hands on a sewing machine. You can buy it. You can get it to your house if it's close to your size and just bring it to a local tailor and they're going to make it fit you and 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 i think that's that the people are starting to realize that h&m and and men's warehouse sucks it's it's terrible it's, it's garbage made by people who aren't getting made paid enough money and it's made out of inferior product and it's just going to fall apart so i, I feel like people are starting to realize 
that we we can go back to quality components and things are going to last over a lifetime versus last five minutes. And I, I read someplace recently that H and M instead of having uh, like four seasons per year, as far as fashion goes, where they they change their their the entire line four times a year, which is what was happening in like the the sixties and early seventies, they have fifty two seasons per year where they're changing the mannequins in that store fifty two times a year. That's once a week. And what what does that say about the quality of their clothing? What does that say about about us as a society? It says that we're dumb and we appreciate crap. Am I wrong? I don't, yeah, I don't we've already covered this tonight. You know, you uh, you asked me earlier <laughs> what uh, what what is something that society's sending us down the wrong road with? You know, and I said, uh, you know, shortcuts, and that's a shortcut. You know, I can go to I can go to H and M and I can get my suit and I can get sure. it done quickly. And and you know what? There's a market there. There's a market for people. I can't afford the I can't afford the four hundred dollars suit. I I can only you know spare two hundred bucks, so I have to get the one off the rack and I'm going to get it tailored up and I'll make it look better but you know so uh, you know you've we, we've 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 established that there is definitely a balance in your investment you, you get what you pay for most of the time but if you're just a smart consumer and just become a little bit like kind of educated about things Agreed. it takes two seconds to look up you know how should a food, uh, suit fit? It takes two seconds to to go to Etsy or, or go to Pama Pama Vintage or or any vintage menswear. I mean, I'm, obviously, I'm partial towards Pama Pama; they're a sponsor. But it, I, I'm I, I love the fact that you can go online now. I, during the commercials, I'm going to do one in a second. During my commercials for Pama Pama, I I say go to Men's Warehouse, go there have them measure you and then don't buy anything because they're horrible they're the walmart of men's clothing and then go online and just shop online shop anywhere shop any vintage clothing store in the world and you're going to find a better suit a, 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 and you're going to find something with history to it you're exactly. not going to look like you shop at the mall like what we were talking about earlier with it, the story I, I and i totally get it i i, I get the fact that i i, I don't want to wear vintage underwear i don't I, <laughs> I i don't want to wear you know vintage pants a lot I, I i i get that but but if everybody does their part and and kind of like recycle something a little bit even if it's fashion and especially if it's fashion because that's what we're talking about uh, the world becomes a, a better place you look cool I, did i answer your question i don't know we go on tangents no no a lot. no we, okay. do. we do hey speaking of vintage <laughs> uh b-a-m-a-p-a-n-a -A -A. it's a stupid name but it's a great store it's vintage for guys it's suits it's tuxedos it's denim it's shirts it's uh uh, cufflinks it's hats uh, occasionally get like cool vintage sneakers shoes pretty much anything that a gentleman would wear not even a gentleman just a guy who cares about what he's putting on and wants to look cool um, Bama Pama has it there's two ways you can shop if you're not local I kind of feel sorry for you because we live in a cool town but I'm sure you live someplace nice if you're not local uh, you can shop online just Google B-A-M-A-P-A-N-A -A -A, vintage and uh it will come up. They have an Etsy shop. Etsy, Etsy. I can never say it. Etsy shop. And they have stuff there. All the sizes are there. Everything you need to get a suit that's going to fit you or a shirt or pants or shoes. It's all there. Order. And when you uh, 
check out, just put the discount code SCATCH right there under discount. They're going to take 15% off because you listen to us. Or if you're local, they do pop-ups all around town all the time. They're at the Audubon Park Community Market in the parking lot of Stardust twice a month. And uh, go in there and try on their suits. They'll be able to tell you where it's from most of the time. They'll be able to tell you a little history about it. They're not going to lie to you and say, that doesn't look... They're not going to like try to sell you something. They'll go if it, if it doesn't look right. They'll say, "I'd rather not sell that to they're you." They're not pushers. It's they kind of really believe in what they're doing, and they'd rather have you come back and buy something next time that fits you properly, uh, than buy some something that's not going to fit you. And if something works out, and odds are it's going to because they they bring a couple racks of clothing with them. Uh, mention Scott's a good conversation. Boom, fifteen percent off and a big old hug and a kiss. They also like have dude stuff like. They have hats and, and cufflinks and uh, just any kind of weird guy stuff. They've got vinyl. They got they always like travel with a couple crates of vinyl records. So go in any of their pop-ups. Uh, B-A-M-A-P-A-N-A Vintage. Google it, learn it, live it, love it. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're awesome and we love them. Question number four for you. This is this is good. I didn't know you somehow were in the record industry. I don't know, don't know the music industry. Music industry mm. uh, is a songwriter's interpretation of their own song. The true meaning of that song. Ooh, right. So um, I'm not necessarily a songwriter. Get out! And, get, uh, out of here. get the fuck out! Or of my an studio. artist. Um, however, if you talk with enough of them, that is circumstantial. Some of them have writers write for them. Some of them collab. Some of them, like some of the people you and I talked about earlier, like Paul and Tom. And let's, let's say a proper songwriter. Let's let's say Tom Petty or Paul McCartney or yeah, Elliot well, Smith or uh, Paul Westerberg, someone who writes their own music. There's a documentary on Tom Petty. It's called Running Down a Dream, and there's a point in there where... Um, Oh, come on. Why can't I think of his name? The big bearded guy. who's Rick big, Rubin. Rick Rubin. Boom, nailed it. Says, yes, Peter, this is why I'm here. It's what I do. Uh, he says, Tom has the ability to just out of nowhere reach up to this guy, grab an idea, and come back and turn it into a hit song. I can do that. Ah. <laughs> well, then, okay. then you should be sponsoring way more. A little drunk. Okay. Uh you know those abilities I think change from artist to artist so you can't drill down as a, this is the answer because it's just not it's just by being a music observer yeah so you're you're saying it, it it's open to interpretation yeah that's it's a, it's, a, it's an art this isn't is that art. the great thing about music I, absolutely because uh, if you let's uh any song could be about your situation if let's, you want uh, it to be. In Your Eyes by, by Peter, Peter Gabriel. Gabriel. Beautiful song. Of course. Brilliant song. It's... it's it's but it could it could mean this or that or the other thing it could make you sad it can make you happy but in the end you feel complete it, 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 in the end it invokes an emotion in you mm-hmm. and if if that emotion even if it's about like a a, a past thing or a present thing or a, a, you know something if it just the the lyrics or, or the music kind of just moves you spiritually that's the best thing about music that's that's the that's the good stuff. That's a church. Going back to the moment of where you're like brought to an emotional state you didn't think you could be brought into. And it's like, you, I believe you said the word church, you know, yeah. like, so there you are in Dublin watching a song. I know. A band that you love.
love and all of a sudden you can't control the fact that you're overwhelmed by this power that I'm, I'm in Atlanta and I'm seeing Robert Smith sing Fascination Street and sweating my ass off because it's October but I'm yet right it there. doesn't matter exactly no. good for you good thank you I, uh, question number five and this one's dumb uh, do you sleep with the uh, bedroom door open or closed and why the correct Me? answer is the boogeyman by the way uh, I'm not afraid of the boogeyman. <sighs> You're so tough. Uh, I, I outgrew the boogeyman over time because he never really showed up. Um, but I keep waiting for him. <laughs> he lives right fucking there in that, that closet right there. We keep the door, dog op, uh, dog door open because we have a little pup, much like Rosie, just a little bit smaller that okay. needs to run out and run in to get that to That sounds her. annoying. Does she, like, walk around the whole night? No, but okay. once or twice a night, she might need to get off the because she sleeps with us. She's oh, a five-pounder. Oh, that sounds terrible. Oh, Does she jump on the bed when you guys do it? She's okay. No, but that, that's, I didn't know if I was supposed to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. But she stays on the bed when we do it. And here's why. That's because creepy. Because you're having a dog threesome. You know, that's, that's a beast. Yeah, well, I mean, she's not actually involved Does she physically. Does she get involved? Like, does she bark or kind of just look no, up? No, she just looks at us for a minute, and then she kind of rolls up and goes to sleep. The reason that we bring her in the bed is because it's better than if we don't. Because much like Rosie, when you're doing something and the dog's not involved, the dog's infuriated because she's just like, why are you not letting me in this room? Why am I locked in here? I'm going to scratch the shit out of this door until you let me in there. My dog, while she'll eat you if you come in the house... If she tried to get in on the bed when we were having sex, which is all the fucking time because I'm awesome, uh, I, I I would <laughs> I, I keep a gun next to the bed. No, no, no. I I, I interrupted. I'm sorry. So you're well, the you fact have you have is sex I don't want I don't want to be I don't want to be thinking about a barking or scratching dog. Yeah, I'd rather the dog be curled up next to me asleep. That's really the while you're doing it. Yeah. Okay. Because there's no distraction if she's asleep. Eventually, she just gives up and curls up. So, if you're you're doing it, and does your foot ever touch the dog? Uh, interestingly enough, the dog seems to have this weird thought. Is of, this okay? Should I stop at this line of questioning? I feel, I really feel I like I don't that, have. I don't really have lines. Oh God, um, I'm opening up for everything. Uh, the dog curls up and usually gives us several, uh, like a foot or two. It's a proper dog thing to do and only in that state though uh, okay. if if we're sleeping or sitting watching TV she's she up on, your face. on top of you yeah. or curled up right up against you but in that instance it's almost like she kind of knows she's like look I want to be on the bed but kinky dog yeah does she appreciate doggy style she should okay good <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna stop there because I, I could just go on for hours uh, where were we uh, a door a door open and closed you're you don't believe in the boogeyman everything's gonna be okay I can always think that okay good for you I'm I'm afraid of everything I assume someone's breaking into my house while the boogeyman's coming to get me and Dracula is biting my neck and so there's I, zombies I don't know outside what's worse I don't know if it's worse to think uh the boogeyman's definitely cracking in tonight and going to kill us and steal everything. That's or gonna happen. I'm going to go into work today for the corporate man and I'm going to catch a lot of shit. You're right. That's worse. Yeah. It seems to be 50-50. Because my me. fears aren't real. 
Yeah, and I'm aware of it. I just it's still. You're right. It, at least my fear has happened. It still times. it still chokes me every night I go to bed, <laughs> and, and I wake up crying most of the time. Question number six. Six also instead of question number six. Uh, what's the most recent event in your life that uh, already? Uh, what's the most recent? <laughs> this is the point where I get drunk. <laughs> what's the most Love recent it. event in your life that already makes you feel nostalgic, and why? <sighs> Man. Anytime I watch a movie uh, that reminds me of the historic family members who've moved on. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. Well, I mean, yeah. it's not necessarily it's part sad. of the gig. It could also be a happy thing, like yeah. you know, it's I, didn't I, like mo- that guy. I, I moved by it. Yeah, um, and makes me maybe wish. Maybe I should have spent more time with that person. That's the thing. Don't, don't, and that's an ongoing theme is I, I, going back and saying thank you for being part of my life. Right. Yeah. And there's just no good way to say it. Well, the, thank you for being part of my well, life. Well, I mean, if they've already moved on, it's well, what I'm talking about, like, before people die. And I think that's important to, to, to give value to the people that we're surrounded by. You're right. Do you want I to say thank you to me right now? Peter. <laughs> Peter. I'm... T- this Peter, beer, this beer is ten point five percent alcohol. Yeah, maybe I, I, that's just, why we're having. Such it's eleven point nine percent alcohol. I can't read. Um, um, your third question, please, sir. Okay. Uh, and, and I had another question, but I'm going to go ahead and change it. Whatever the hardest one is. Well, this might be hard. Okay, good. So uh, I had another question, and I've scratched it because okay. let's just say, and hypothetically, I'm Paul McCartney, and I said, Peter, I'm going to come join Scotch and Good Conversation. Can for- you say it with an English accent, please? Mm, yes, Peter. I'm gonna- <laughs> I was going to come in and have a talk about uh, Abbey Road and let it be, but uh, I wanted to bring Ringo around, and you said you only had one microphone. I um. So when are you going to change that? I, I when, it, it, what it, if it, you have a great opportunity? If Paul, if Paul and Ringo were coming, I, I would call in a favor to some folks. Right. You had to Guitar Center and get the damn mic. <laughs> I've got some people on my phone. <laughs> I, I, I would I would borrow a studio. I think fair enough. Yeah, that would I, be what you should do in that yeah, moment. That, that's that's the proper. But what thing. are you going to tell the other members of Gent Life who are listening right now and who are like, "F that guy for not letting us." Are they mad the at me? Show. I feel like they're mad at me. One, one in particular is the dude was from like, Def Jam mad at, mad at me. <laughs> Scott. <laughs> Scott. I, I wasn't Scott. listening earlier. I'm sorry. Peter, tell Scott you're sorry. Scott, you're from Def Jam, buddy. I, I, Rick Rubin, come on. And uh, Rick Russell, Rubin. Russell, Russell, Russell uh, God damn it, drunk. You know what I'm talking about. The Beastie Boys and Slayer and who also was on Def Jam. Oh, um, but man. You're talking about... Um, Oh no! It just slipped my mind. Oh, good! I don't feel so bad. <laughs> yes, Scott. Wait, wait, Scott and but, the audio felt left out. But but it, 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 look look at the room here, right? I mean, the, the, just look at like you and I. This is good, right? Oh yeah, it's yeah. The, there's no re- and, room for another chair. And, or two. And, and well, that being said. There's only two inputs on my computer. Uh, There's going to be a mixing board here at some point and a couple inputs. Uh, so what you're hearing right now, everybody, is scotch and good conversation is poised to expand. Greatness. We're on We're on the, 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 the just literally, just it's a, a rocket ship. I feel you. Fucking blast off. And I've enjoyed this conversation very much, so I believe you're right. I think I, this is going to expand. And here, here's a, here was where I decided I needed to actually expand my brand a little bit. Uh, I had my buddy Mike Dunn come on, and he's a talented singer-songwriter. He, he's 
he's a beautiful human human being and I've known him like since he was very young and he came on and now he's actually that's what he does he makes music for a living and, but he was nice enough to just come in and hang out yeah and I, I was like bring your guitar dude because I love your music even if even if we weren't friends I would love your music so yeah. he he, uh, he came in he, he played a song for me he sat in the green chair right there and played a song and he recorded it on that, that little microphone that you're talking into and it sounded like crap and the next day he went on another local podcast the Ono Radio Show which is brilliant and beautiful and wonderful and Owen if you're listening I love you it's, it's a long story um <laughs> Uh, and Owen actually has a proper studio where there are microphones and acoustic stuff on the walls and and, and he's, he knows what he's doing and he's professional and, and uh, Mike sounded great yeah so I told myself I wasn't going to get out of my comfort sort of zone. comfort zone until I could do justice justice to the people who are in my room so this is a nice thing I'm being nice yes I want your friends to come in and yes I want to be involved in jet life jet jet gent life two beers damn you red light red light damn you with your 11.5% alcohol <laughs> beers gent life I, but uh, I, I also enjoy this yeah and um, question number seven for seven for you this is pretty simple, but it's one of those things you don't think about often. Where were you when the clock struck midnight on December 31st, 1999, the beginning oh. of the new millennium? Damn. I believe I was in somebody in a kitchen in Suffolk County, New York, <laughs> having playing some ridiculously amateur drinking game with bad beer uh, how old are you? Uh, how old am I? How, how old, old were you I then? In, in, uh, I must have been 20. Okay. Were you not afraid? Because I was terrified that the world was ending. Not that the world was ending. No, that we that all covered, hell would break loose. We already and, covered this. I just don't fear things like that. I, I'm so afraid all I the time. I fear things that have already happened that are ridiculous. Yeah, I'm constantly in, in fear. Right now, I want to just crawl up in a ball and cry. So, it, it, was, it was a positive thing for you. I was really happy when the lights didn't go out and we didn't lose our power and all my checking accounts didn't go to zero. And yeah, I think I just stayed level. I didn't necessarily have an up or down. I mean, don't get me wrong, I was drunk. but I'm I was usually also late to fads, so when everybody's like, oh, Y2K, I'm usually asking about it a week after it happened. What do you mean, Y2K? <laughs> because 2K. <laughs> uh, question number eight. Uh, who do you know that I don't know? And now's the time when you said that guy from from Dev Jam, and your any other partner who his name I can't remember. Yadia and Scott. Yadi. Yadia. Yadia. That's your girl, right? Yeah, Cuban. Yeah. Oh, good for you. That's what I think. Like from Cuba. Uh, her family. Oh, well, good, good for you. Or actually, you know what? That would be a hell of a podcast for you. Would be to have her parents on oh, and see, tell that, their that's story what I about do. escaping Cuba. But, I, but I don't want to do it until I can do it justice. That, Fair that, enough. That's, that's the thing. Right Fair now, enough. I can do this. It sounds like shit. I get that. But but uh, I I I I don't want to do it until. I can sit down like with a proper mixing board and kind of mix it down and make it sound proper. And, and uh, yes, fair point. Yes, Yadia and Scott, please come on. Is there anybody else that you know, or, or, or we could stop there because that, that that sounds totally interesting. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, but well, yes. Uh, I mean, I, there's tons of people. I, I I feel like you and I are going to meet offline when we turn these mics off, and I'm going to give you a big list. Okay, cool. Thank you. Um, did you have fun? We've talked for a while. I could have talked for another three 
three hours. Well, you, Peter. Since you know what happens, and I, I was uh, the, the podcast before this, uh, Fritz from the Phillips File was yeah. on, and I recorded with him last night. And frequently, what happens is so we just sit and shoot the shit, and that's he's what the, the last interesting. person I talked to before I came here. Really? Yeah. He's a good dude. I, he's, I, a, he's a good egg. Yeah, I, I, I'm immensely. He's fucking smart. smart. Not that I he's doubted funny. it. He's got a great personality. He, he was singing, and I think there was jazz hands at oh, one yeah. point. This guy, he's a great musician. Yeah, yeah. I uh, uh, thank you so much. Remind the kids where they can they can uh, find you and you you, your thing. Thank you. Yeah, you can find us at gent-life.com. You can find us at uh, gent.life on Instagram gentlife tweets on Twitter or uh, find us on Pinterest at Facebook under gentlife okay I, I and go there it is really cool like I mean I I, I, I call, I'm friends with the Bama Pama kids and because because I, I mean I, I dig vintage fashion but I, I dig fashion in general so it, but it's not just fashion it's a lifestyle thing it, it's mm. it, it's 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 more than a shirt it's it, it's it's stuff guy stuff you know and it, not in a in a way that we have to be all inclusive and, and dudes but it's just it's just fashion and architecture and music and art and whiskey and boobies and just just guy stuff and so go follow them there'll be links in my show notes you're gonna like it uh, I want to thank my buddy my buddy CJ mask he's a beautiful human being he plays with Mike Dunn he plays with Richard Churphy want to remind you that this episode and every episode is brought to you by Bama Pama Vintage B-A-M-A P-A-N-A Vintage 15% discount if you go in their booth locally and mention Scott's a good conversation or if you use the discount code Scott's if you buy online and of course Red Light, Red Light at 2810 Kareem Drive in Orlando, Florida in the beautiful Audubon Park Garden District. Go down there and tell them that we sent you. If you enjoyed the podcast, if if you like what we're doing here, if you like kind of like listening to just, just folk, just nice, cool people who get it, um, subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. Even if you don't like it, if, if you just like Brian, He's sitting across from me. Just hit the subscribe button and uh, then just don't listen. Just block me or something. Uh, but uh, it helps me out in ways that you would never know. And leave a review because that helps also. Uh, five stars, four stars, anything less than that, just fuck off. Don't listen again. <laughs> Give us a call, 407-965-5557. Call and leave a message and tell us you love us or hate us. It doesn't make any difference. Or uh, uh, email us. Like, uh, who's, who's the dude who, uh, the one before us, it was Scotty D, I think. He emailed us and Donna who apparently writes better questions or finds better questions than I do. Thank you, Donna, for emailing me. Uh, email us at scotchandgoodconversation at gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, whatever. Brian, you're my new friend. Thank you, Peter. I, I love you. Thank you for having me. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you, everybody. All right, you guys, uh, I love you so much. Thank you guys for, uh, for listening and do the, doing the things that you do. You guys, peace. Take care. Bye-bye.
Thank you.